right and i think we're live yep we are live now yes we are live now so you know the mics are hot don't say anything <laughs> that you don't want the public to hear <laughs> but anyway uh what's going on everybody welcome to another episode of nick's knowledge and notions NCube science series brought to you by the seven spheres of money thank you for joining us for another amazing show and this show is going to be amazing and before we jump into the topic go ahead and like the video share it and help us to reach 1,000 subscribers by subscribing to this youtube channel seven spheres of money so you see i got i got a couple of uh couple of friends on you see dj's not here you know what i told dj you know you gave a stellar interview last night on erica williams channel you know what i'm gonna give you friday y'all go ahead and take off you know so i let dj take the night off <laughs> but no he's out there living the pom-pom lifestyle tonight <laughs> so um yeah yeah you'll, you'll see dj next time around but yeah let's let's go ahead and get into the topic and well first you know let's let's introduce our our guests here so we have a we have one person that's returning you know she was she was on the program maybe about a year and some change ago to uh talk about you know her her writing career you know she is oh man i should have had the book next to me maybe i can uh pull, oh yeah i can pull that real quick yep there it is right right over my shoulder <laughs> so she right. yeah yeah she has a personal a personal story a, a contributor to this book here daddy reflections of father-daughter relationships and yeah this is still available you can still get this so go ahead and get this make sure you get this. Yeah. <laughs> yep so uh yeah we got miss ishna hagan aka ishna wakil here you know the writer the balloon tower creationist <laughs> <laughs> the entrepreneur and the and the full-time mom and of course you know most importantly my my howard sister you know school to see broadcast journalism uh the now dr lewis you know fellow survivor <laughs> so well yeah. welcome back ishna <laughs> thank, thank you, you thank us. you it's good to be back it's good to be back i hope we have some fun tonight oh we are that that that's guaranteed that's guaranteed because because you're uh your friend here, he he guaranteed us that it's going to be a good time. He's the one that that brought the topic to us. So why don't you go ahead and introduce the good brother? All right. So both of these gentlemen I met in college, I've known both of them for a while. Um, before I started at Howard, I went to a university called UWF, and that's where I met our other special guest for tonight. He is a clinical director of an opioid addiction treatment center as well as a drug and alcohol counselor. He is also a husband, father, and of course, son. Uh, can you guys give, please give a round of applause to Andrew LaFontaine. Woo! Yes, 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 yes. She, she made that sound good, don't it? <laughs> hey, she's the writer. That's what she does. This hey. is her, her career. You know, she, she writes all the bios and all, you know, this is a dress, she dressed, she dressed that up good. I was like, man, that's that's me. Uh, yeah, yeah. So that's another, you know, that's another, that's another plug right there. If you want to make yourself sound like that, 
higher higher Ishna Hagen to write that, your bio for you. No, that's for real though. That's a, that's a guarantee. That's a guarantee. She 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 definitely she definitely know how to do that. Yes, appreciate it. Appreciate it. Yes, yes. So you know, you know, let's not let's not delay this anymore. Let's let's go ahead and jump into the topic. So, love languages. You know, yeah, we talk. We're talking all about love languages. Uh, of course, a brief review of what they are, because love languages are, are are a common are a common concept that that's been around for years. It's been especially popular on on the internet. You know, you see posts on social media about love languages all the time. You know, they're, they're, but you know, there are some folks who who may be unfamiliar with love languages. So before we get into the to the meat of the conversation about are you responsible for honoring your partners or whoever, you know, uh, of course we always think about love languages in terms of romantic partners, but the person that came up with this concept or, or maybe the person that made it popular, I don't know if he was the original person that came up with it, but you know, Gary Chapman, you know, the author of the five love languages, he followed up with, you know, love languages for children, you know, so, you know, we see how this can apply to all, types of relationships aside from just romantic ones so before we get into are you responsible for honoring your loved ones love languages let's just run through the five lo love languages really quickly so of course we have uh words of affirmation we have acts of service we have receiving gifts we have physical touch and we have quality time. That's five, right? That that's five. five. That's okay, five. that's five. That's five. You know, and they, they said, you know, those, those are pretty self-explanatory, pretty clear. You know, and if you want to learn more about what each of those love languages mean, you know, just, just do a quick search to, to uh, learn more about those. <laughs> so the question, the question, the topic of the hour is now let me let me read it let me so i don't mess it up are you responsible for honoring your loved ones love languages or do you get to show your love in the way you know how to or prefer and of course we got a couple of variations of of that question but that's the that's the general gist of the you know the question you know so i i you know i, I gave this extended opening so i'll let one of you all uh you know going to going to that answer and then i'll i'll come and chime in on the tail end so who wants to start with that <laughs> let, let the married let the married person go first i like all that right. all <laughs> right that's me that's me so it's as far as the question is concerned like it's a it's a it's it's a it's two questions but it's a loaded question at the same time um you really could divide you could divide this up, chop it up in bits and pieces and discuss every little piece about like love languages. And, and first, let me put a disclaimer that I am in no shape or form um, a love expert. Um, I am I'm, I'm here trying to get it right day by day. Um, I'm just open to perspectives and um, just trying to get it right. Um, that's why I, I love I love to hear different perspectives and and just sleep on um, different ideas and stuff like that. Um, 
but I just had to put that disclaimer out there. So whenever I'm speaking, I'm speaking of Drew's experience and 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 my walk. Um, and so I'm gonna just be as authentic and, and and keep it real as I can. Um, but as far as the question is concerned, are you responsible for um your partner, your significant other, whether it be your wife, your boyfriend, fiance, whatever the case is, are you responsible for their love language? Um my if I had to give one answer, I would say you are responsible for um a you are responsible for authentically um trying to gain an understanding of how this person received love. You are responsible for that. Um now whether it's going to fit um and when I say a star, whether it's going to fit all five corners of the star that it takes to fit their love language, you might be short uh, a vertex or two. Um, and that's a different, you know, that's a, I know we're going to probably dive into that, but um, there's got to be some grace somewhere in, in trying to communicate in how somebody received love. Um, but you, there is a responsibility there. You have to, under, you have to hear this person out, see how they, um, see how they receive love um and then you know you do your homework you do your research and and you put in the work um and hopefully they can reciprocate that um so that's that's my answer in short um which what you guys got okay for me yes i am uh in a similar boat i think that you should honor your partner's love language specifically because i'm basing it on me <laughs> and what i would want um and so there's been an instance where someone's love language, one of my partner's love language was different than mine and it irritated me. Like it really just got on my nerves. And there were other things that were occurring, um, but it was like the one, the love language that they were presenting to me was like the last one um, on my list. So I didn't do well. Um, so the other part is, when you're giving to someone, I feel like the idea, the gift should be surrounded around that individual. So for me, I don't think it's problematic for my man or, you know, partner, man, let me clarify that, man to um, give to me and think of me and what I would like um, when he's doing that. So if I'm asking like, hey, I understand love in this way, I receive love in this way, I do think that is something he should work on understanding and providing. To me, it just seems kind of simple to do because it's a gift. Like, again, when you're giving to someone, in my mind, the gift is about the individual that you're giving to. So you would want them to like, you know, or love, appreciate what you're providing, but it can't be based on you. Otherwise, it's for you. Now, to Drew's point, vice versa, I do think you should also consider how they receive love and work just as hard to provide that to them. That's a good point. Okay, okay. I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, no. Um, I, I, I definitely to see both sides. This person is this, this person's reaching out and, and giving this gift, so they should be able to tailor make it to how they know um um you know what i mean or, or what they're comfortable with um and so it all it all kind of um 
you know, for somebody to say, no, you need to do it the way I want it. Right. And the person's like, well, you know, I can do it, but I got to there's a little spin on it. Um, and the spin is whatever, whatever comes with this person, like how this person is built, what, what's their demeanor, what's the personality type and stuff like that. So, um, so I, I mean, we'll dive into it as, as it's naturally yeah. unfold as we, as we talking about it. Yeah. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, from what you, from uh, what you just said, Drew, it sounds like a, a little bit of compromise that's that's in there, you know, or, or meeting someone where they are or um, asking that person to meet you where you are in some way. Uh, because, you know, maybe someone may not have the ability <laughs> or the know-how at that moment to fully speak that person's love language, you know? Absolutely. So, <laughs> Right. So, so I, I, go ahead, Drew. No, no, go ahead. I was just gonna say, with um, with relationships, it's forever a learning process, right? So you're never gonna stop learning about a person. No matter this is what I've learned. No matter how many years I have relationships, twenty plus years, and I kid you not, twenty years in, I'll learn something new about the individual that is actually shocking, like. How have I known you for 20 plus years? And this is a characteristic of yours that I'm just seeing, you know, present itself in the relationship. So just from my 33 years of experience, I know since we're always going to constantly grow, you know, growing is constant. Growth is constant. That goes for everyone. So for me, I feel we're going to continue to learn individuals. We're going to continue to have to be patient. We're going to have to, you know, continue to try and understand and then understand, you know, have empathy to actually be able to get it, put yourself in a, another person's shoes, understand their feelings and thoughts. I feel like in healthy relationships, that's the constant work or one of the things you'll constantly be working on that counts, that, that matters, that's important for you to do. And it doesn't end, you know, like you're always going to try to learn something. And it, it, the question becomes, are you up for that type of work, that type of task? Because it doesn't end, you know. That's absolutely true. I I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. If if I was to ask though, if I was to ask, does the you know does the language stay the same mm. from when you started? Like from when you started a relationship. Let's say you start a relationship at eighteen. Is this person language the same when they're twenty seven? Because naturally we we do evolve, right? And and our mind change and we go through experiences and um it, language. You look at language itself, you gotta develop language, right? <clears throat> so in this relationship, who's the baby? Who's the Google Gaga and who's really like who's fluent? Who's fluent? And are if both of y'all are babies, is one person gonna learn, is one person really gonna develop that love language before the other person? Is um, is one person, are they both going to progress at the same time? Um, or uh, is one going to kind of be more advanced um, than the other? Can, if they do advance at the same time, can one person digress? And is it that person's responsibility if they love language change all of a sudden and said, man, you know, I thought that this is the way I receive love, but this is the way I receive love. I love all of a sudden, I love getting gifts. 
right? Well, you didn't tell me that in the beginning, the gifts you like are, you know, you like Chanel and Louis Vuitton. And so now I'm in a bind because I, had I known, you know, had I known, I would have, you know, picked a different career path or I could have said, hey, I just probably can't afford you. So, I mean, what do you guys think? What do you guys think about that? Well, for me, Nick, do you have something to say before I start? I mean, I, I was I was going to say something more. I was going to say something more more in a general sense about that is that, you know, we're individuals first before we, you know, get into relationships, and we, you know, we we change as individuals. We develop as individuals over time. Uh, what we find important or what we value can can you know change by the change by the month or change by the year you know as time progresses and i and i thought and i forgot to talk about you know what our love you know each of our love languages are and that and that just reminded me uh when i took the when i took the quiz you know there's there's a quiz that you could take that the you know the author of the book put together and the first time i took the quiz was in 2017 to 2018 and then I just took the quiz again a few weeks ago and I found that the results were different. Wow. So I, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they weren't they weren't drastically different, but there were a couple of a couple of uh languages that shifted. Sure. You know, so sure. um, you know, the quiz was 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 one aspect of it, and then also what I thought in my mind before I took the quiz of what my top love languages would be, those those probably shifted over time as well. So even so just knowing that we develop as individuals and we change as individuals that you know of course yeah love languages can definitely change because we we change we're not the same people <laughs> absolutely to me that's a tougher question uh because although we grow like i select the attributes that i want to enhance or improve about myself and it's really it's really the same like traits that are in me. I just decide if I want them to be better or do I want to like do less of that. Um, and so with that said, like when I took the quiz, like it's been consistent, like how I feel like what I know is my love language has been consistent. And when I took the quiz today, it was it showed what I thought as my primary love language, which is quality time. So like since 18, since 16, you know, in my 20s, in my 30s, I just appreciate being with a person, like spending quality time with a person. And for me, that's always been the case. I don't see it changing because as of right now, that's just the value. And that's what I see. Like, that's what I think is important, like out of life, like spending time. And then the others trickle, like two of them tied, which is correct. Um, the two that tied was acts, acts of service and gift giving like i literally can't choose which one i like most between those two so literally when i took the quiz they tied at 23 percent um and i was like that makes sense because it's hard for me to decide like i like gifts like next after spending time with you i want to give you know but also i like for you to do things like if you see i need help or whatever and i you're a person i go to for help because i'm very specific about who i ask for help but if you're one of those people and i trust you you know, to help me and get things done and respond in a certain way. Like you're not a rub it in your face type individual. That's why I'm very specific because of certain reasons. But if you are one of those individuals, when when you help, like it means a lot to me. 
Um, and so I'll run down the last two. The next one was, what was it? Um, physical touch. Like I discussed this in the book, Daddy. Like I kind of, I grew up with boys, two brothers, and I kind of was like homeboy, chill. You guys know, <laughs> like, you know, I'm pretty chilled with you guys too. Like that's how I've been. And so like, that's one of the ones I had to grow uh, with and get better with like in physical partner, romantic relationships. Like it's there and it makes sense in my mind. Like I'm not against it. It's just like actually doing it and having the behavior um, as I grew. Cause also I kind of was slow to start out like as far as physical stuff. So it's like, as I got older, I had to learn to like do more, be more, touch more. Um, and you can't be like your boyfriend's homeboy the whole time. You know, so it made sense that 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 came next after, you know, acts of service and gift giving. So and then the last thing um, was words of affirmation for me. I don't care. Like, you don't have to boost my head up. I am like my number one <laughs> fan. So for that one, I don't so much need compliments. And I don't really care to tell you the truth because I am like my number one affirmer. So for me. Like I boost myself up and I kind of give myself so power of like my thoughts and my image and how I'm to be judged. Like I decide those things. However, I will state if you do get awards or if you do have a man that say you look good or you have a girlfriend like, girl, that dress looks nice or you did that, your makeup's beautiful, whatever it is like affirming. I do appreciate it. So I like it, I enjoy it, but it's not the top thing that I need. It's like the last thing that I would need from someone else because I provide it myself. Yeah, I, I mean, same same thing for me, uh, for, for words of affirmation. And that's that's the interesting thing, <laughs> the interesting thing for me. When I, when I first took the quiz, words of affirmation was at the top. It was, it was tied at the top with uh, physical touch. And when I got that, I'm like, Really? Where's it? I'm like, what? how did I answer these questions? Hold up. <laughs> but when I took it again, uh, you know, a few weeks ago, it reflected more of what I what I actually thought I, I, I preferred. So physical touch was still at the top. Um, acts of service and quality time, they were kind of neck and neck. They weren't equal, but they were they were close. So those 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 are really my my top three, you know. And just like Ishna, I appreciate the words of affirmation. And um, but you know, I'm okay if I don't if I don't get the words of affirmation. And I'm okay if I don't get gifts. You know, it's not the most important thing to me. I appreciate it, I enjoy it, but you know, it's not I'm you know, it's not a deal breaker for me, or it's not something that's gonna make me, you know, unhappy. <laughs> so that that's that's how that's how it lined up for me. And um, but before before uh I kick it over to Drew so he could talk about his, you know, is that, is that Kathy Garland that, wait, the, the Kathy Garland, that's the editor of this book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She says as someone who's been married 25 years, the answer is yes. Love languages can change over time. It's up to the person to communicate that though. Well, first of all, Congratulations on 25 years. 25 years. <laughs> 25 years. That's a that's a long time. That's a milestone. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But communication, definitely. That's that's a that's a key. <laughs> that's a key 
key point right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so my, so my, and I'm going to say, you know, after taking the quiz most recently, um, mine changed just like yours changed. Um, and I, I balanced out pretty much all of the five languages. Um, it went 27, 23, 20, 17, and 13. Um, and so um, leading the way right now was receiving gifts. Um, and then was words of affirmation came second, acts of service came third, physical touch came fourth, and then quality time, um, quality time came last. So I'm looking at, of course, I'm looking at the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. And I'm like, okay, I felt like this is accurate. But I had to ask myself, um, it did, it surprised me in the sense of, um, it surprised me in the sense of what took the lead and what didn't. They were pretty close in numbers. Um, all five, you know, all five languages popped up for me and how I, how I like to receive, you know, love. Um, but it made me ask a question. So why receiving gifts, right? Why is that the first one? I'm not materialistic. Um, if anything, I love to see the enjoyment on people's faces when I give gifts, right? Especially my wife. Like, I like getting her stuff and watching her smile and give me a hug and then stare at the gift. And then it's like, oh, man, how'd you know I want it? You know what I mean? So um, I had to ask myself, why is it receiving gifts? So then I'm thinking, I'm thinking, I'm doing some, I'm doing some, uh, some, some, I'm in deep dog. And I'm doing some deep reflecting. And so I got it. I, I was like, okay, I get it. This is what I came up with. For me is I feel like your love language, whatever is going to take precedent, it could be, this is not fact. Again, this is just my experience. It could be at the time where you're starving at. And this is where the desire comes in. Wherever you're starving at, whatever is where you're going to be, is what you're going to be hungry for the most, right? And so... I was like, okay, I, I'm so busy focusing on giving, right? Give, Drew, give here, give here, give here, give, you know, that I'm like, man, it'll feel good for you. At this time of my life right now, it does feel good for people to give me gifts and let me get my flowers and, and let me get this. And I do want that. Um, and so it's popping up where it was a starved area in my life. And so now, you know, this is how I'm receiving love and, and, like um, my girl said, you got to communicate that. You know what I mean? You just and for me, that's that's tough because if you truly don't understand yourself and what you're going through, you're like, man, I don't want to say that I want gifts or I don't want to say I want this or whatever. How do I you know, I feel kind of it feels weird, you know, um, but it's OK. You can like material things as long as you're not adoring it. And and, and um, so that's you know, that's that's where I'm at right now. Right, right, my, yeah. my, my guy Mac said his his results were the same. Okay, <laughs> exact same. He said the exact same. <laughs> Dude, amazing, amazing. All right, so you no, know, this yeah. Let's um, let's go to a commercial break, and then when we come back, we'll talk. We'll talk more about uh, communication. You know, because that's a, I think that's a key part to this question of of um you know being responsible for your partner's love language and also um 
what contributes to love languages, you know, which, which Drew kind of touched on a little bit um, there. So, you know, everybody stay tuned and we will be back after these messages. Everybody, this is DJ the Money Coach. You just saw me give you five secrets to accumulating wealth in the wintertime. Secret number one, only acquire real estate in the off season. I only acquire real estate from October to January for the past 20 years. And that has helped me create a strong six-figure income and a seven-figure net worth. And I can teach you how to do the same thing. I'm gonna help you and guarantee you how to acquire a property in the next 30 days exclusively for the first 10 people only here on the Classy Climb. I'm gonna get you a $15,000 property with a 12% rate of return in the next 30 days if you're wise enough to invest in yourself. Because if you wanna achieve the pom-pom lifestyle, which is plenty of money and peace of mind, then you have to learn the secrets of the wealthy. And the first rule is make your money on the acquisition, not on the sale. I'm DJ The Money Coach. Come join us on the Beaches of the World Club for the first 10 people only exclusively I'll see you in the webinar. All right, all right, and we're back. Welcome back, welcome back. You are watching Nick's Knowledge and Notions NQ Science Series right here on the Seven Spears of Money. I know, I know you all have been enjoying the conversation so far, so go ahead and like the video, share it, subscribe, you know, tell your folks to jump on to this, to this live stream and you know drop those comments and those questions in the chat and we'll we'll actually address some of those questions you know as we uh go through the program so you know we're talking everything love languages and are you responsible for honoring your partner's love language and um you know before we before we talk about communication you know uh drew brought up a, a very you know interesting uh concept of thought about about that hunger and in, in that and you know in that void so uh i want so i want to get ishna's uh thoughts on on some of those factors that that uh kind of drive us to you know choosing a particular love language or you know if love or if you know love uh, a love language chooses us you know so so ishna what you what, what you think about that you're mute. Oh, you're sorry. Oh, you're I'm muted. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm muted now. Go ahead. <laughs> First, let me say I was surprised that those are Drew's like his order for his love languages. I mean, I don't, you know, like I shouldn't know, but I just was surprised still to hear in that order. And when he explained it, it makes more sense when he put it the way that he did as far as having a starvation there. Because um, I did take him as a type that like prefer to hang out, you know, with his boys or, you know, his girl. And he values that. Um, but if it's something you're used to doing, you're used to giving, that is some way that some people show their love language. Like, you know, they say women, we do, we'll treat you how we want to be treated first. And then there's the other part about, you know, if you don't catch on, we'll start treating you how you treat us. But the point that I'm making with that is that some people give what they want. 
So it does seem that Drew is giving the things that he want maybe in this particular part of his life, as he stated. And for me, that is his reason. You know, it makes sense. He's found himself giving, giving, giving gifts and um, whatever his reasons are, uh, whether it's work, whether it's being a good husband, he wants an actual gift, a physical gift, something tangible to show the appreciation. It makes sense to me for where he is. As far as myself, one of the things that I pointed out is um, my least, well, wasn't my least physical touch. It was the fourth one. My last one was uh, words of affirmation. So both of those are personality. Well, one is personality and one is just based on, like I already explained earlier, just what I grew up with. Like I grew up with boys, <laughs> you know, we chill. I played games with them. I played sports um, and they like my brothers will do it, though. Like they'll give me hugs. They'll let me know that they love me. They'll actually cater to what I need. But it just like I guess it was like it didn't happen and I didn't know like it was missing or anything. So it's not it's not something I communicated that I needed or there was a lack or like I didn't feel anything. It was my norm to just chill and just play games. Um, as adults, they I think because I wrote the book, <laughs> like they give me more hugs. You'll be like, how are you, sis? You know, come sit next to me, grab my shoulder or something like that, like like give more physical touch. Um, so I do think that my upbringing, my experience um, obviously played a role and uh, physical touch being a little bit uh, down the line for me. And words of affirmation, I know that's personality based because like I said, I really, I really don't be caring about what these people got to say, Nick and Drew, like I really don't. <laughs> Um, and so that's been me for a very long time. Like I really am my biggest fan and I'm very like my mate. I mean, my minor in school was uh, philosophy. So I'm this huge thinker, this huge analyzer where honestly, I believe uh, like people's opinions don't have anything to do with you. So I've kind of like wrapped myself up in that train of thought, like what people think of you it really doesn't have anything to do with you. So whether positive or negative, I try not to let it influence me and in how I feel too much because then you give them control, in my opinion. Like you give others control of how you feel and how you think of yourself. And so I was like, nope, like, nope. <laughs> Early on, like, I'm not gonna give them that power. So I was like, who do I need to listen to? And the answer was me. Like, I need to cheer myself on. I need to motivate myself. If I say I'm going to do it, I need to be the one writing the plan out. Now, I can get assistance from people who believe in me. And then again, like I said earlier, I don't mind it as far as like if you're doing it, like if you're being a positive person, I'm not going to be like, shut up, you know, like don't tell me I'm beautiful or don't tell me I did a great job on that math test. You know, like I'm not going to be rude to anyone. And I do like it feels good. So I get why it makes people feel good because it does like positivity feels good. I just don't like taking it in so much where I need it from others, if that makes sense. So again, appreciate it. Enjoy it. I understand what it does for you. I just try not to get like suck it in so much or need it because then, like I said, you give them power. Then like if you, you want it too much, then that's, giving other people's power over you and your image based on what they're telling you when you could just do it yourself. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I feel, I feel, you know, similar when it comes to, 
when it comes to the words of affirmation, I definitely feel similar. And I think it's, uh, you know, me being so uh, such a mental person. And I think that has something to do with it uh, also. So it's definitely a, a personality uh, and character thing for me as well. You know, it's hard. It's hard for me, but it's hard for me to pinpoint why physical touch, you know, slash quality time are at the top for me. I can I can kind of pinpoint acts of service because that's something that I kind of grew up with. Uh, that's something that I've seen my father uh, do. You know, he's never spoken about love languages, but just from observing him, I can tell that that's his, you know, that's, that's the love language that he gives to, you know, my mother and uh, myself. You know, he, he's always, he's always coming through, you know, my whole life, he's always been coming through, making sure we're good, you know, always asking if we need anything, you know, let him know if, uh, if, if, you know, if we need anything from him, you know, he's, uh, he's always been the breadwinner and, and the provider, you know, for, you know, for the household. So uh, that, that acts of service and also my mother too, as well. Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, just growing up in, in that household, uh, that's what put acts of service at the top of the list uh, for me. Uh, so let me see. Let me see what else we got going on in, in the chat before we uh, talk about, you know, some of these sub questions and subtopics. Uh, shout out to let DJ. Me. He's in the chat there. Let uh, me see. Oh, yeah. Go uh, ahead. Mm -hmm. No, I just want because I discussed my last two. I'm really quickly. The first one was quality time. I'm gonna get through this fast. So for that one being my uh, my like my uh, what is it? What is it called? My primary uh, love language. I think that's the case because just like actual experience of like whenever I'm with people, like I'm the happiest. Like people that I like. Let me be clear. And it's not a lot of people that I want to share my time with, to tell you the truth. But when I'm with certain individuals, like. The energy that I have with people that I vibe with is just like, it's like supreme. So it's a natural enjoyment of just being present, just being there, like beings. Like I really do picture to just make an analogy or paint a picture, like our souls like joining and dancing or just vibing or relaxing together. Like it's like to the soul, to the core for me, like that quality time makes me feel that way. And I've just always enjoyed it. And then like the, last, the the next two was gift giving and acts of service. I'm a mom. So anybody helping me these days, like, woo, <laughs> like shout out to you. And then gifts, my mama, like everything. I was telling you, Nick, uh, she buys gifts for everything. Valentine's Day, she still buys me gifts, birthdays, Christmas, 4th of July. My mom kind of communicated that language to me. And so I was like, oh, you know, I like that. That's fun. And let me do it for others. So Really quickly, that was how those came top. Okay, okay, yeah. I mean, I, I enjoy I enjoy quality time uh, as well. You know, I, I that's when I'm most happiest when I'm spending time with um, you know with great company, great conversation, having a great time. But you know, like I said, I I don't know where that originated from, but I just know that it's something that that makes me you know happiest for sure, and. Uh, Go over to Britty Bell's comment over here. It is best to communicate these love languages to your partner because most people assume their partner knows what you desire and vice versa. So communication is coming up again. So I think that's a sign that um, that maybe we should shift the conversation over to communication. Got to. 
Yeah, yeah, we got to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as it relates to love languages, you know, how, I mean, I, you know, obviously from the folks that are watching, they say communication is important, but how, how important is communication to, to, uh, you know, expressing, you know, knowing and honoring these love languages for, for your loved ones? So communicate. So, I mean, language is how we primarily communicate. Yeah. We have body language. Yeah. We, um, you know, we got the nonverbal cues, right. Um, but language is one of, you know, us as human beings, it's one of, it's, it's one of the most expressive ways that we can communicate with one another. Right. Um, so first of all, it's pretty cool. Right. So two dogs, um, yeah, dogs bark, but a lot of that interaction is going to be nonverbal, right? You'll see how, how animals um, express that love to each other. Um, and then with us humans, we use language. Now, um, communication, it, it, when, when, when Brittany Bell left that comment, it made me think about, man, yeah, she said it's not safe to just assume that you're significant of it, you're your um your wife or whatever you may it's not safe to assume that they know that they know that language and i i couldn't agree more because and i and i fell into that trap i fell into the trap like you should know this by now i told my wife that before like you should know me by now like it's been five years six years seven years eight we, we've known we've known each other for 10 years um 11 years actually we've known each other. And so there's certain things where I'm like, man, you don't know that about me. Um, but that's only because um, I kind of alluded to this um, at the beginning of the show. It's only because we're evolving, I feel like. Um, and so um, my language is, is we, we are constantly adding new words, right? And if we look at words, it's, I'm using words as a sim, you know, symbolism for different things, but we're constantly adding words to our vocabulary. And our language is, is getting advanced. But if she is not reading, she's not adding more words into her vocabulary. And I'm over here, I'm, you know, I am force feeding, uh, I'm, I'm experiencing, I'm having different experiences, which is adding more words into my love language. And then my love language change. And I'm expecting for her to be on my level. Um, that's not fair. So that I, you know, I totally get, hey, communicate with them where you at, you know, where are you in life? And um, how do you know, are you feeling love? How, you, how do you feel and stuff like that? So um, that's my little take on that. Okay, okay. Ishna, what you what you think? Um, is, uh, yeah. yeah, so one of the things that people have started to say, like we've heard the sayings, communication is the key to life. And then as time has gone on, people have started saying, you know, comprehension is important, you know, understanding is important. So that is a huge aspect of being able to communicate that I think people have to spend more time growing in, uh, especially if it's not natural for them to self-reflect or dig deeper, uh, because you have to be able to understand yourself first and what your love languages are to be able to communicate them to your partner and anyone else. Uh, uh, to, to the point of growing and your your uh, love language is changing as you grow, 
you have to know that's occurring. You know, like you have to know that's what's happening with yourself. And then you can communicate that. So that's the first thing. Like we have to understand ourselves more to even be able to like have healthier relationships to say what we need from someone else. And then not to pick on y'all, men have to be able to say what they need. Like maybe you do know exactly what you need. And I do think it's smart and I would prefer if it's said, like, I don't want, I'm, I feel like I'm kind of like men is like, I don't like to guess, like, don't make me guess. <laughs> like, just tell me because I'm, I'm on the, I'm on the track of solution, the quickest way to it. Let's fix it. So if you tell me I'm willing to do it, like work and get it done, but I don't want to, like, if I haven't figured it out, then I really truly don't know probably. So in my mind, I'm like, why is it hard to just communicate it? That's the first part. Another part is, what if you really don't know? You know, what if you don't know who you are? How yeah. am I supposed to know? You know what I'm saying? Like, how am I supposed to give you what you need? So communication is definitely important. Being able to say it and uh, receive and speak up for yourself, but also understanding understanding yourself and who you are, I think are the prime things that you need to have like that's like all in the family of communication. And then once you got yourself down, if you're in this partnership with someone, back to the whole, you know, uh, gift giving and love language, like the general concept that we're discussing, now you need to understand them, like who they are better so that you can pay attention and give them what they need. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I, I would say with communication, there are, and then yeah, th and this what both of you all said touches on the fact that there are you know multiple forms of communication, and I think all you know all or as many forms as possible need to be uh, considered and incorporated because this this idea that that Drew brought up about you know you should know what my love language is probably comes from. The, the form of communication that is nonverbal <laughs> in which you're you're observing your partner or you know you've been around your partner for so long you're observing them you're looking for patterns and commonalities and you're expecting them to come to a conclusion based on what they noticed about you but as we can see that's not enough you know it's, it should also be verbalized as well you know so you you say I was gonna say it almost like being empathetic. It almost feels like an insult when you've been with someone or you've known someone for so long because to the point of paying attention, it feels like they're not, right? When you feel like you've shown who you are, you've been who you are around them all the time, and it's just still things that they don't get. So it's like, to me, it feels like an insult. Like, why aren't you paying attention to me? Why yeah. aren't you learning me? Like, that hurts my feelings when I expect, so to say, like you to watch me, like see who I am, you should care. <laughs> um, and so what I've learned though, like I said, the people I've known for 20 years who I thought I knew, who I thought I was paying attention to, and no malice, no intent to make them feel hurt or any type of way, I missed stuff. 
And I literally was like, I couldn't figure out if it just popped up somewhere, like when they turned 34 or whatever, did this just come in there? Because I've been like, where did this come from? I didn't see it. I didn't know it about you because I didn't even, you know, see it present itself before. Um, and that's, I wonder if that's something that they grew into. Was that a trait that kind of like evolved, that came out more, you know? So with all that said, it's so hard to get it perfect. And so that's why, back to communication, like with growing and the changes that we have as humans, it's always important, I think, to be patient and just say how you feel. Like whatever it is, just say how you feel because it you don't you don't know like maybe someone really is trying, maybe you changed and you didn't see it, or maybe you're right, maybe you're right, maybe they weren't looking hard enough and you want them to do better. But with that said, I think we're young, like we all really are young, and that's how I look at it. like I can't expect this man to be perfect or know all this stuff. He doesn't know just as much as I don't know about certain things. You know, so for me, it really becomes a task of having patient, like teaching him if necessary, which I don't enjoy. <laughs> but if I love him, if I want him and I want this to work and it's a partnership, I do think it's important to step back and get your patience on, like start it because that's what it's going to take. Okay, okay. Drew, did you want to uh, respond to any of that before I go to this comment? <laughs> Oh no! Nah. Uh, she 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 hit it on the uh, she hit it on the head, man. You know I agree. Okay, all right. So I want to go to this uh, comment from from my my girl Professor Tillman. Shout out to another Howard, you know Howard's sister. Um, <laughs> yep, yep, <laughs> yeah. Comment that she uh, posed or question that she posed at the beginning of the show, and I think this is a good time to bring to bring this up. You know, since we're talking about communication and um, you know, empathy. Uh, she, she, uh, she asked, did the concept of love language become popular because a lot of individuals are inconsiderate or self-centered? Is that, do, do, do we see that as a, a human, you know, like a common human flaw that, that people can be, you know, um, inconsiderate or self-centered, whether that's like consciously or self-consciously? I could definitely see that. I definitely could see how that, you know, the love languages took off like that because it, whenever something gets like trendy or whenever something is like becomes the hot topic, I always look at time frame. Um, and so nowhere was my parents talking about love language. I don't think y'all parents are talking about love language and maybe, maybe there was love language and there was a different title, but we've never heard this type of conversation happened with our parents, right? And so that means that generation was doing something different than what this generation is doing. Um, for me to take a stab at Professor Tillman' um, comment, I feel like um, maybe I'm part of like I am a product of the generation that was like, "Hey, I am going to pour everything into my kid," and as a calamity, like. It's a double-edged sword, right? So I know with our kids, we want to give our kids everything we want, and we show our kids, we'll, we show them, we love them, and we want the best for them. The other side of that sword is it's all about you, kid. Like right now, it's only thing, nothing else in this world matter except for you. And that kid gets that message. He receives that message, process that message, 
And so the kid is like, it is all about me. You know, mom, mommy and daddy said, it's all about me. It's what I want. It's me, 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 me. And then the kid grows up and then grandma asks him, well, baby, when you going to get married? We kind of push them into a relationship. And now they just all of a sudden have to be selfless and give this selfless love. And now we're looking at the highest divorce rate that we've ever seen. And it has to contribute. I feel like it has how we were raised and 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 this self like this generation is a selfish generation um we're selfish um some may disagree but this is just me again this is my opinion um and we we, we suffer from that like we suffer from putting ourselves second and putting somebody else first or trusting that person that if i if i put myself second are you really gonna you know are you gonna reciprocate and put me first so that nobody's left out you know we kind of we we hear we hear this term a lot, trust issues, right? Our generation definitely got trust issues. It's hard to trust. Um, and so uh, I agree. I agree. Um, I would have to say, yeah, you know, love language is definitely a hot topic because of the amount of selfish people that there are. It's almost like love languages are trying to say share, like learn to share, learn to be considerate learn to be selfless. And it's really difficult because um, playing the devil's advocate, we didn't really talk about the people who disagree because earlier in the show, we kind of, to my understanding, agree that, you know, we it's we should honor our partner's love language or at least try to. But what about the people who's like, no, take my love, how I give it to you. Mm. Or I was watching something and a lady said, and I'm going to do this to kind of cheat. <laughs> I'm gonna try and cheat this thing and get it right quicker. <laughs> but who knows, you know, you can never do that for real in life. But the lady, she said, it is not someone's job like to honor your love language. She said, what is your job is to watch how a person shows and gives their love, like maybe during a dating phase, pay attention to how they do it. And then you decide, if it's something that you want, like something you receive from them, something that works for you. So you don't get to dictate people's behavior. You get to see what they offer and decide, are you taking it? And the reason why I said I'm trying, I'm going to try to cheat because I am going to pay attention to like the man that I'm with, like in a dating phase or an early state phase to see what he naturally gives and does. And does it naturally, you know, feel like something I like or I can accept as the way that he shows his love. I do think that if we do what is more natural, it makes the relationship, the partnership, the growth aspect easier to do as time goes on. I, I, I agree. I agree with, with that. Um, it makes me think though, like, okay, we, we choke here, you know, Everybody talks about the five languages, right? And you playing devil's advocate, how many of the languages was left out? So, for example, there's just people out there. I've heard, and hey, matter of fact, Nick, tell me if you heard this before. Okay. I can't, I can't see myself with him. He's too nice. He's too yeah. nice of a guy. Yeah, I heard that before. You heard yeah, that before, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. And so, so it, I mean, 
it, it baffles me. Like, so you mean to tell me that you can't see yourself with this guy because he is too generous. This guy is too loving or he is too giving. So you can't see some some girls be like, no, I need to be with this. Listen, I, I don't want to even repeat that because that's going to fall into like domestic situations. But I've heard, <laughs> I've heard some toxic stuff. I need somebody to do this and I need somebody like this who doesn't fall anywhere near those love languages. If anything, it's the opposite. And there's people who saying, nah, this is how I want to be loved, right? So that means take this, take the book and toss it out. Take this five languages, toss it out because this person can't relate. So now how do you get somebody who can find one of the five love languages and they end up getting in a relationship with somebody who don't communicate with any of those love languages? So that means there's other love languages out there you know what do you do with that how do how are how are these two people gonna uh live harmoniously you feel me like what, what, they're what not. yeah right. they're they're not. Not. we can I, we can't, I feel like we can't say they might not i feel like it it, it all depends like it it seems like a, it could be i don't know about living in harmony and their love languages like are completely missed now, to your point about the women who say, like, oh, he's too nice. First of all, I think that's absurd. Let me just be clear. All of us ain't there. crazy. It's out there. It's <laughs> out there. And it's going to be women who come for me. I think they're crazy and toxic because that's absolutely ridiculous that you can't receive niceness. You can't receive kindness. You can't. And a lot of people grow up a certain type of way where they really don't understand that way of communicating. That's fine. The, I feel like it's great because they're toxic men and women. So in my mind, in a perfect world, I'm like, well, great. They'll miss all the nice people and they'll pair <laughs> with each other. So I personally just feel like they need to find each other. Like the women who want you to slap them or whatever. If you, oh. you touch me, we got a problem. Like we have a problem. Ain't going to never be cool. I'm calling my brothers. Never going to be okay. Ever. So the women who were taught that is fine. Hey, there's a man out there for you. And it's funny, like I'm saying it jokingly and it's really messed up. I really hope everybody gets like the proper redirection and healing and counseling that they need. But if not, to me, I do feel like they save us, like the people who are a little more sound and healthier from being in relationships with them, whether it's a man with a toxic woman who's crazy and asking him to do all these weird, you know, aggressive, just things out of his character. I feel like she would better pair with the man who grew up, you know, doing whatever, robbing people and fighting. Like, I'm just like, let them pair and let us find, you know, the nice people and get along. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, because you hear you hear a lot of I hear a lot of complaining <laughs> these days, you know, just just, you know, men complaining about women, women complaining about men. And it's just like. Well, why don't you just deal with somebody that that's in in alignment with you? <laughs> For real. Like, or not. That's what I and this is like I this is from a woman's perspective. I've gotten so sick of seeing men talk about women on social media and vice versa because I say the same thing to the women too. But because I date men, it's more like I pay more attention to them. Uh, I'm just like, well, then just stop. <laughs> like, and I was this was like me being too like um 
I don't want to say ad ish but just like being too like comical about it. But I was like, well, then why don't you just do it yourself? Like either you date you or date other men. Like, why are you dealing with women if you don't like them so much was kind of what I was getting at. Like, we'll deal with men. Like, why don't men just, but obviously, you know, that took it too far for <laughs> some people. But what I'm getting at is like, why are, if you don't trust someone, love them, if you're not there to do right by them, what are you there for? Why are you involved or in that relationship with the individual? And I truly don't understand it. Like why women are with these men who they don't trust or vice versa. Why men are with women they don't trust. And Drew, you said earlier that trust is an issue. Yes, across the board. But for people like me, like I pick pretty good people. And I feel like y'all do too. Well, I don't know about your personal relationships, but as far as like friendship and just being around you, I feel like you can you can gauge pretty solid people or at least better good characters somewhere, you know, where there's some aspect of trust that you can have for that individual. So in my mind, it's a little bit easier to trust who I decide to trust. Until that trust get broken, though, you know what I mean? I had trust. I had trust issues, um, you know, in the past that I it took a while to kind of um, it took a while to kind of go ahead and give somebody that what I consider like that blind trust, you know what I mean? And, and it holds you back, but the, the body and the mind naturally is going to protect itself every time. Like anything that gets hurt is going to form that wall and it's going to say, Hey, make sure this doesn't happen again. And so you meet somebody and they need to tap, you know, they knocking on that shell and you're like, I don't know. Last time the shell was open, man, this was, this was bad. So I, I get it. I'm, I, I understand the, you know, the whole lack of trust thing. Um, but it does, it does, it definitely like holds, it holds people, it, it holds people back. Definitely hold people back. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So I, you know, let's, um, yeah, we, we've been flowing. We've been having this great conversation. I, you know, I think we should go go to one more break and then we, we can come back and start start wrapping this thing up. And if there's any uh, questions, you know, um, from the viewers out there, you know, this is the last call for questions. So go ahead and drop those questions and those comments in there. Uh, Brittany Bell, I'm going to come come back to your to your comment. Matter of fact, when we come back from the break, I'm going to open up with, with the comment that you left uh, prior to this one, you know, so we can. Um, yeah, yeah, because that's that's definitely uh yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely definitely significant. You know, so we will be right back. Stay tuned. You're watching Nick's Knowledge and Notions on the seven spheres of money. Stay tuned. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is DJ The Money Coach. This is an amazing Saturday morning, and I'm enjoying another aspect of the pom-pom lifestyle, which is plenty of money, peace of mind. If you can look behind me and look at these panoramic views and this vista of what life is really about when you can do the four dirty little words consistently, that's apply discipline, have accountability, plug into a system, the seven spheres of money, and put the work in, and in 30 days, you can have a debt-free foundation and you can build an 800 credit score and you can get on the pathway to a six-figure income if you're willing to do the work. 
So come join me. Hit that link below. I'm DJ the Money Coach. I look forward to helping you have a pom-pom lifestyle. That's plenty of money and peace of mind. I'll see you in our next webinar. Tileto Organic Tequila is so crisp, so incredibly smooth, it's simply in a category by itself. This is luxury. Light tastes better naturally, so should your tequila. This is Tileto. Enjoy responsibly. Visit TiletoTequila.com to get your bottle of Tileto Organic Tequila. Get a 10% discount on DJ The Money Coach by entering promo code MONEY at checkout. Again, that's TiletoTequila.com, promo code MONEY to get 10% off your Toledo purchase. Now, let's start the show. All right, all right. Welcome back to Nick's Knowledge and Notions in Cube Science Series on the Seven Spears of Money. And, you know, since we, since we have, uh, you know, a Howard host and a Howard guest and also, you know, uh, one of our Howard people in the in the chat, we got to shout out another Howard person, one of the owners of that commercial you just saw, Tolero Tequila, is also a Howard alum. <laughs> so shout out to Ben Carter, you know, black-owned tequila company. I'm gonna look for that, man. I'm gonna yeah, look for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, and they they actually have a distribution center in in, in Florida too. Oh, that's dope. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. ToleroTequila.com. Yep. So shout out to Tolero, you know, shout out to Ben. I'm going to ask for that info. I'm gonna ask oh, for yeah, that. yeah. I'll send, yep, I'll send that to you. Yep, I'll, I'll definitely send that to you. Yes, yes. So, yeah, we're wrapping up this conversation on, on love languages and um, honoring our partner or our love, loved one's love languages. And, you know, we talked about communication. We talked about past experiences. We talked about personalities and how all these things contribute to you know a, what would be our love languages and our partner's love languages and I just want to go back over to the comments here and read this com this other comment from Britty Bell which says without trying to sound sexist I think men want loyalty support sex and affirmation whereas women want honesty sensitivity, understanding, open communication, and security, financial and emotional. You know, so uh well what y'all think about that? Does that Yo, sound I, would, I, I would say I and it all depends on what um you know your walk of life. Um from the naked eye, I, I I've been out the game for some years or whatever, but when I was and it, it, it probably has a lot to do with my environment. When I was in the dating game before I got married, um, I seen a lot of people take her last point that said financial on the last part. I've seen people put that in the forefront. Like, hey, before before we even get to getting to know this person, is he can he financially handle me? Um, and and so I'm. I like the order she had it in, but I've seen the opposite. I've seen where people was like, hey, what car he drive? What's he wearing? Is you know, is it design of this, design of that? Um, so that's 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 
That's cool. That's cool. Okay. Okay. And uh, yeah. And then that that also touches on um, I guess those those uh, love languages that are outside of the five, too. You know, because we got. Money. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, money. I mean, she also mentioned loyalty, support, you know. So Absolutely. where, you know, are, are those, those do those fall under the umbrella of one of the five or are those, you know, outside of the five? So, you know, that, you know, that's a, <laughs> that's that, a good that, point that you made earlier. That is a good that, point, you know, man. That, that the five kind of puts, it can put some people in the box if, if they don't apply. So, um, so Ishna, why, why don't you, uh, speak to the the part about what women want you know from i guess based on of course you're not going to speak for all women but i guess based on you know your desires and and conversations that you've had with with uh, you know other women in your circle you know what what are the expectations or the wants yeah i can tell you definitely like because my perspective differs from some some women and again i do think it's because i grew up with boys um, and then I'll share my perspective and what a friend of mine thinks uh, as far as how she handles her relationships. So first of all, I'm loyalty. Like, I need you to be loyal, sir. Everything you want from me, I'm one of those people. Uh, we're going to be doing the same things. Right? We're both going to be whole. You know, we're both going to be faithful. Both, whatever we decide for our relationship, I want it to be reciprocated and not one-sided. One person gives this, one person gives that. With that said, I am willing to like provide financially if he wants me to. I just don't like 50-50. I have to admit that for me personally. I'm not one of the 50-50 people. This is me, just to be clear, specifically because I do like for him to have like, and this is probably going to sound crazy, but like an upper hand. Like I like that just based on me and the feeling of like domination. I don't want to be dominated. Let that be clear. <laughs> but I do like, I'm more of like a, like maybe, maybe 60, 40, but something where he's leading because I just want him to. Like, that's the simplest way I can put it. I just want him to. Um, and most of the, like my boyfriends uh, that I've been in relationships with, they do it naturally. So it's never been something I had to really discuss or ask for or talk about. Um, so yeah, so for me, I'm also willing to like, and well, so your age makes a difference. So in my twenties, I'll say, like I've been on the floor with someone because we had to wait for a bed to come in. 21, that's fine. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. you don't really know any better to tell you the truth. This is your boyfriend. We just had moved into an apartment. We ordered a bed from Ikea. We had to wait for it. So we made our little pallet and slept together, got a whole bunch of comforters and all that and whatever fluffy stuff we needed. And for like three weeks, we did that until we got the bed and set it up and all that stuff. I was fine with it then because I really didn't think anything of it, like, oh, we're poor or this is not how I should be living. You know, like I was a college student. So this is a normal life. We got to figure this out, <laughs> make this work. And it didn't matter then. So that's the first thing. But to the point of finance, since that's a big thing for women, it's important for me now because as an adult, I like I can do well. Um, and I had a relationship where me doing better didn't bother him. And I'm like, I ain't even thinking about it. Like, I don't even care. You know, like I'm not even saying anything, but it bothered him. So from that experience, I feel that it bothers men more than it bothers me or my man. I'll say my man, cause I can't say other women. For me, I feel like 
if I make more or if I'm just whatever, I got a degree, blah, 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 do better with people, whatever it is, it seems like it can make him feel bad. Now, I'll say he had his own issues and I wouldn't attribute like other men being like him. Um, but I want a man to feel secure. You know what I'm saying? Like, I. Uh oh, there goes the phone. <laughs> yeah. It's I don't lost, 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 lost. You guys, I don't know what's showing right now. Okay, so for me, I I don't want to argue with a man about him feeling insecure about me making more, doing more. So I prefer it for that reason. Him just already have it, so he can feel good about himself, and I don't have to do extra work with boosting him up and all that. Like, cause like I said, from my experience. He was tearing himself down. I don't bring people down. I kind of let you figure it out. But he just felt that way himself. It had nothing to do with me. I couldn't do anything for him. He had to do it for himself. So I prefer you to already be there. So you're not like sitting in a slump with me. Um, and that's particularly for you. Like, I don't want you to be in that slump. Now, if you're a man who can figure it out, navigate, work hard, earn, and not like be like, you know, like a, a negative Nancy, then fine. But most men aren't okay, like with being in that position of not having. So that shows it like it interferes. And so that's what I don't want to do it. So like since then, I'm like, yeah, you got to have your stuff together because it makes you feel better. And it makes you be a better person to me. Um, the other list that she says, I think for me, it's just what you want. Like all good things is how I would put it. Whatever you deem important to do, are you getting those things? Like, cause the things that she listed, they're positive things. You know, there are nice things that she's saying. I'm sure many women will want that. Um, but it really falls down to the individual woman that you're with. And that's kind of how I chop it up. Like figure out who your person is and what they want and stop trying to figure out everybody else's list. I don't believe in like relationship goals or none of that. So for me, Whatever I want is what you need to find out. And whatever you want is what I need to find out. Like the list, I, it can change, you know? So who knows for real? <laughs> yeah. Like find out what your person wants. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love that right there <laughs> because that's, that's another thing about, about people getting upset or, or, you know, getting angry at each other. And I mean, let me quote DJ, the money coach. Turn off the idiot box. <laughs> I know that's that's an old saying that that applies to to television, but you know th this is a box too. You know it's shaped like a like a rectangle. So you know get off of this too. You know too much time on the internet got you know got people uh you know angry angry for no reason because they're not they're not you know they're concerned about what everybody else wants. Right. Or they're they're concerned about, you know, they're, they're concerned about um, coming with a a one size fits all, you know, solution or <laughs> or answer to everything. Absolutely. When it really varies from individual to individual, and like like Issa said, they're all positive things. And someone who comes with a different list and may be all positive too. I mean, even there, even if there's some negative things on there. If that person chooses to put something negative on there, then you know that that shouldn't bother you. That you know they they not you're not living their life. <laughs> so yes, I, I I definitely agree with with um you know 
thinking about what's most important to you. That's that's usually my default answer to a lot of things, you know, whether it's you know relationships, lifestyle, whatever. Do do you <laughs> do you absolutely? Yep, yep. Uh so we have uh let me see, going back. Okay, Brittany Bell said uh she loves nice guys, not enough of them out here. Uh Professor Tillman, time is too precious to be wasted on the wasteful. <laughs> absolutely absolutely so um is there is there anything that we forgot you know before we get out of here i mean i know you know we kind of jumped around a little bit but you know um final thoughts you know final thoughts on on this uh topic of love language anything anything we uh missed out or anything you want to add before we get out of here yeah, I'm going to jet through this one, too, since my responses, some of them have been long-winded. But I said I would talk about a friend of mine. She is, like, she dates based on money. And it's kind of crazy to me, but she's literally, like, to tell you the truth, she's, like, looking for some old, rich white man. Like, she's that type. And it comes from, like, her upbringing of being poor. But she's very serious. Like, she will not entertain you if you don't have, like, a certain structure already in place. So we know women like that exist because usually they're they're coming from, like I said, harder times and they don't want to experience that again. So they're looking to someone to already have that, like where they don't feel poor or feel like they didn't have this or, you know, whatever they felt during those times of not having a black. Um, so, yeah, it's, she strictly dates on that because of how she was brought up. So, so that kind of goes into my point, like wherever you whatever is being starved is going to take precedent in in that love language you get what i'm saying so yeah you i think you mentioned um work you know affirmation is your mm -hmm. last and that's the one you could you don't see yourself ever like that's never going to take precedent until maybe you don't ever like you said you're always going to cheer yourself on but you don't never know when you're like man i'm tired of I'm tired of myself being the only person to kind of cheer me on or whatnot like it, or God forbid something was to happen to you where you weren't able to do that no more. Like you was not going to be able to be your number one fan no more. So you're down in the dumps or you go through a little depressed moment where you just can't pull yourself up by the bootstraps. All of a sudden, now you need this affirmation coming from somewhere um, and it, it, it jumps to the top of the list. So that makes sense for her to grow up however she grew up um, financially, right? Um, to now she's like, hey, I don't ever want to go there no more. And my number one thing is I'm looking for love in these pockets. You know what I mean? And so um, so I get it. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely get it. And then my man Nick hit it on the head. Social media has love should be love back in BC when Jesus was talking about love or whoever, you know, whoever y'all believe love should be the same love in 2021 right but that's not the case y'all like social media social media has uh opened up the whole world um right we have the whole world literally in our hand and we get to see everything and then we have misconstrued um a virtual for reality um we're to the point where now we call reality tv reality tv and it's not reality like fully scripted and they get views like right now if you come out with a show and it's not a reality tv you might not get views and they want to see the scripted drama but we're watching it as if it's not 
um, as if it's not scripted. And then I even met somebody said, no, I know it's scripted, but I still like it. I still watch it. Um, I think subconsciously somewhere in their mind that is like, hey, no, I like that. Um, so definitely like social media changed the game. Um, you know, our generation is loving di- in a different way or we and we're interpreting love in a different way. Um, and it's on us. Hopefully, man, we get it right before we pass it on to the kids. Uh, I could just keep going on and on. Metaverse might be your next thing. We're going to talk about Metaverse one of these. One of these. Yeah. We got to yeah, we get it in. Um, <laughs> we, hey, look, I, I just wanted to make sure our kids is good, that we handing over That's the baton on making sure our kids is right. Yeah, yeah, that, that, is, most, that is most important. Oh, yeah, and I also wanted to address uh, the, the, the wants, too. And just to, just to point out that... Um, you know, uh, British, he kind of uh, compart- compartmentalized it into, you know, men and women. I, I see some of some of those some of those characteristics can can go can go for both men and women. Like a, as a man, there's there's some things that women want that I would want also, you know, like I would I will also want honesty and understanding I, as someone who is always seeking to understand. Uh, yeah, I definitely want understanding and open communication uh and in 2021 you got men 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 do have to express that they want sensitivity from a woman too and because it's so you know there's a lot more women now that that uh you know that are kind of going away from that <laughs> that that men have to actually say, say Nate, are that. you talking about women like me <laughs> Oh, no, Go ahead no. and spit it out. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, not not women, not women like you, not women like you. There, there's women that are that are way on the extreme <laughs> when, when when it comes to <clears throat> when it comes to that aggressive that aggressive energy, that aggressive or uh how how would I how would I describe it? Uh, I don't know, masculine would be the word, but. Whatever, whatever the opposite of sensitive is, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you kind of, you know, we, we still, we still like that. We still like that softness, you know, from, you know, from a woman, you know, that, that, uh, yeah. So I, I think, I think that's where I was going with it. Um, Ishna, did we, well, let me, let me ask Ishna this, you know, because Ishna in the promotion, you said, you know, you were going to try to pull, you know, pull, pull this. You know, pull this information uh, out of us. You know, pull these answers out of us. Did you get all of your questions answered from us? Did you Did you get everything you need needed from us? And did Miss Kathy get, get her question answered? Yeah, I think you guys provided um, some good answers from the male's point of view, especially even just now. You saying that you guys need us, you know, to keep our sensitive side, keep that feminine energy up in your household <laughs> and i agree like i think men should say that like especially if you see that as time goes on as you know we have more children tradition culture whatever you know beliefs they shift you know as we pass them on they can change based on who you are and what you want it to be different or the same from what your parents taught you so sometimes we just aren't being taught it or don't know it or don't know what your preference is it is helpful when you say it. Now, for me, I am a 
I'm really like me and my guy. Like, I don't care what nobody else think or got to say. I really don't pay attention to any other man because it doesn't matter. I'm going to hold it here. Um, but it doesn't matter what other. I, this is me because people follow examples from their parents and they want to be like their parents or whoever has been positive, a mentor that they want to follow in those footsteps. So like, Hey, I like the way you do that. Or I like the relationship you have. And they want to mimic that. I'm not, I'm I'll take certain attributes, but as far as mimicking other people, I'm not a part of that wave. I just prefer to just ask the guy or he asked me and figure us out. And that's all I care about. Um, um, but I do think it's helpful still for men to say like what you like nowadays, especially when we're around the same ages. And so we're dealing with each other, essentially. You know, some people date uh, older or younger than them. But if we're looking at people and dating of people around our same age, it's good to consider, you know, what the opposite sex is saying or thinking or wanting. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And that, you know, and that goes back to what we talked about with communication, you know, and back to our topic of of you know love language and honoring each other's love language how do you rebuild trust that's the last thing i have what because drew mentioned earlier that when trust is violated it's hard to trust and so for me i've experienced like a violation of my trust but it's also people i didn't count on for that like i knew they were going to be sketchy so it's like one of those things where they fell into like the character i thought they would be um, so it didn't hurt a lot because that's what I expected. But the men who I trust and expect to trust, like they, they're solid. So one experience with a friend, like rebuilding trust, where I honestly just did it. Like I decided to give and just trust blindly and take my chances because I love her. How do men rebuild trust in relationships? How do men rebuild trust in relationships? Yeah, I'm going to let you tackle that one first since you, who, since you actually dealt with that. <laughs> you know, dealt with trust the, issues before. Who's the violator? Is he rebuilding trust that he violated or how does somebody build the trust of a man who whose trust was violated? Whose trust is violated? He, he, was, the, he was violated. So he was the victim? Yes. How do you rebuild that trust? So you can't. You can't. The the person needs to know you. You can't. What you um the only like so what you should do is just continue, like continue being a trustworthy person, but know that you are not being like. Don't say hey, I'm gonna continue being trustworthy to show you or to reverse this lack of trust that you have. You can't do that. It's an inside job. Um, this person has to unlock the key to give that person that trust. There's um, there's things that can make it better and massage the situation, but for this guy to ultimately like open up, this guy has to, he's the only one that can hold the key to unlock it. Again, this is just my perspective. And with my situation, when my trust was violated, um, I've dated women who was like, so in like in the dating stage, 
I've had women that was, and I've told women, hey, I do not trust a soul. You know, I don't trust nobody right now. I've had women go out of their way or whatever to be like, nah, I'm going to show you that you can trust me. Like, I'm going to show you, right? And it just didn't work. Um, great women, but it just didn't work. Um, still didn't develop that trust. It was me. It was an inside job. Um, it took for me to realize, hey, you know, am I holding myself back with how I'm doing people and, and, and my perspective and my decisions? Um, and then say, hey, let me let me let me go on this limb and, and, and open back up with, uh, with whoever. So. Um, can you know, what does a girl have to do? I don't think she can she can do much except just be a trustworthy person and. If you're willing, if you feel like this person is worth the wait, because for me, it took, what, eight years? For somebody else, it could be 20 years. Somebody it could be one year. Um, it just, you got to ask yourself the question, is this person worth waiting for, for, for this person to open up for me? And then you just got to live with, don't live with regrets, because it's, it could be 20 years, and you're like, man, I wasted 20 years, this person still don't trust me. Um, make the decision whether this person is worth it, and then, and then you know, you go from there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I kind of actually I kind of you know agree with um, some of the points that, that both of you all made. Um, Ishna, what you said about the you know this distrust coming from people that you know I didn't really expect it from anyway <laughs> necessarily, but also uh, Drew, what you said about it, you know, it, it never it never really gets back to what it was before the trust. You know, like you said, it could be massaged over a little bit but it'll never get back to what it was originally you know <laughs> never so uh yeah i i don't think it yeah i don't think it, it it really happens and you know depending on how severe it was there there may not even be an opportunity for you know for reconciliation you know we we just might have to go our separate ways uh you know permanently I mean, yeah. and that's and that's my you know that's my um that's a part of my character too yeah you know, i'm starting to get into get into uh you know things that are going on uh <laughs> astrologically and and how all that stuff uh affects my personality and i definitely noticed that about myself uh especially over the years you know I, i've had more patience in the past but as i've gotten older i've, I've gotten less you know less patience and you know it's like the first first um incident of of distrust you know it's like you're, you're done <laughs> that's it yeah 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 it's, that's, it's that's so it. i don't i don't i don't have time anymore i don't have time anymore and there's plenty and there's too many other positive people that i can trust that i that yeah. i can be focusing my energy on than yeah. trying to you know fix you know, fix this uh, relationship or, or whatever it is, you know, so. It's, 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 it's so precious, man. Like, it really, it's so precious. Like, so if you if you consider yourself a Christian, right, that's, there's only like two, you know, there's only two things that allows you to leave a marriage according to, right, the, the, the Holy Bible, if you're a Christian, right? And so it's death and it's just somebody's infidelity. And so that's the trust right there. Like you, it's so. If the, if those are the only two things, that's how delicate trust is, and and that's how we have to like going into a relationship. We got to understand that everybody has this uh, this trust threshold or whatever, right? And if you violate that, 
then that's it. Like it, it you got to be okay with you not bouncing back. You got to be like, hey, okay, I violated. I might not bounce back from this. You know, this this might be this might be the one. Um, it's just precious, man. Yes, it is absolutely, absolutely. All right, so let's go ahead. Let's go ahead and uh, get up out of here. We've been here for for about an hour and a half, and I think we gave we gave the people a lot, man. We had a this was a dope conversation. This was this was powerful. I think you know, and I think everybody enjoyed it as well. You know, so um, with the closeout, you know, just give your final thoughts, and then anything that you want to promote or put out there. You know, any contact information, any social media, all that good stuff, you can uh, include that include that in your uh, closeout. So, um, Ishna, you can go first. Ladies first. All right. Close out. Well, Nick mentioned earlier, I'm a writer. So if you need someone to make you look good with some words, you can reach out to me. You can find me on Facebook. That's easier um, for a lot of people. At Ishna Waikil, Y apostrophe K E A L. And Ishna is I S H N A. Um, Nick might include it somewhere. Um, but yeah, Ishna Waikil. And Instagram is the same thing, except for it's Ishna underscore Y K E A L. So Ishna underscore Y K E A L. Um, yeah, so again, I can help you navigate you with writing a book. Or if you need some website copywritten, some articles, I am the one you can turn to. Quality work and pretty honest with some integrity behind it. I can vouch for that. All right, all right, all right, Drew, go ahead, go ahead and close out. Uh, so appreciate y'all having me. Um, so like they mentioned before, I'm a clinic director. Um, I have my own clinic uh, dealing with opioid addiction. Um, but if anybody know any loved ones or you don't know where to go, like don't know what the next step is, um, feel free to reach out to me, whether um, whether it be through social media um, or if you look up the clinic name, um, you'll find Pan Panhandle Comprehensive Treatment Center. Social media, you can find me on IG at keep it a hundo, all one word, K-E-E-P-I-T-A-H-U-N-D-O um on instagram so uh again you guys if you have anybody struggling with substance abuse or addiction and you don't have resources um definitely feel free to reach out i'll show you um you know next steps to take um and that's both for the person that's suffering with addiction and the person that has to deal with it um, appreciate you guys having me okay thank you thank you drew run run the name run the name of the clinic bias one more time Panhandle Comprehensive Treatment Center. Panhandle Comprehensive Treatment Center. Okay. Where, where's that based out of? Based out of uh, Pace, Florida, um, right next to Pensacola. All right. All right. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm definitely going to have you back on to, uh, you know, give the full, the full, you know, story about, um, you know, the treatment center, how, you know, how you got it started and, and all the services you offer. So, the folks can look Definitely. out for that as okay. well as Appreciate well yeah yep yep so thank you to everybody that that's out there watching you know in the chat those of you that's that's watching in the replay and on behalf of dj the money coach we wish we wish you we wish everyone a pom-pom lifestyle that is plenty of money peace of mind 
and we want you to come join us on the beaches of the world. And your beach doesn't have to be next to sand or water, but your beach is where you find your per your your <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm fumbling. <laughs> not it, bro. Your, beach not be, your beach may not be next to sand or water, but your beach is wherever you wherever you find your personal freedom and your peace of mind and your clear communication and that partner or that loved one that that um honors your love language and you honor their love language so until next time we'll see you on the next episode of nick's knowledge and notions nq science series again like share and subscribe and we'll see you next time peace Hi, I'm DJ The Money Coach. Don't touch that dial. You want to become financially independent? You want to have consumer debt freedom? You want to have passive income? Learn how to build a business, acquire real estate, and achieve the lifestyle you deserve in 2021? Well, hit that link below right now. We've worked with over 20,000 people in the past two decades, helping to become consumer debt free, increase their credit scores by 30 to 60 points in 30 days or less, and help them acquire businesses, real estate, taxes, and a network of experts just like me. So you'll get a complete three-hour, 18-module course called Family Finance 101 that'll teach you A to Z how to become consumer debt-free, credit-worthy, and it puts you in position to become a certified entrepreneur. We'll also give you a complimentary consultation with me that's a $500 value. Why would you want to do that? Because I have already achieved that, and I can help you achieve your American dream in 2021. Hit the link below, get the free webinar and the complimentary consultation, and I'll see you soon and wish you a pom-pom lifestyle. That's plenty of money and peace of mind. Come join us. I would highly recommend DJ The Money Coaches program because it gives you a 14-page comprehensive financial education plan. And not only does this plan cover your debt analysis, they give you insight into your debt freedom, what you need to do to get debt free, as well as what you need to do in order to retire and how much you will have when you retire. As I was reading this, uh, I was expecting something a little different. I thought it was going to be all nuts and bolts. Because uh, that's the kind of guy Dale is. Dale is all about the numbers, the numbers, the numbers. Well, this book turned out to be both a little bit of nuts and bolts, but a lot of motivation. So if you're someone that's uh, on the fence, looking to get started, just trying to figure out how to do something or what to do, uh, get motivated to get off that couch, I recommend you pick up this book. It's going to get you to move. He explained to me how to get rid of my student loans, my old student loans that I thought were just insurmountable. Um, he helped me with strategies to reduce my expenses that don't make me feel like I'm sacrificing anything. And it's not the same information that you find like rehashed and repackaged for the internet. Um, it's personalized advice. It considers your current situation, 
where you are, your goals, um, and your level of comfort. We put together a realistic plan um, of things that I can do immediately, things over the next few months, the next year, and then long term. Hello, my name is Tim from Southern California. I uh, just want to give a testimony for DJ The Money Coach. I uh, just had a recent consultation with him over the face-to-face uh, -face Zoom call and gave me some valuable insight as far as financially wise and how to move forward with my life. And we'll recommend him to anybody and everybody if they want to improve uh, their life financially as well. Uh, so definitely, again, nothing but great services and, and feedback. Uh, what I've what I've received thus far from DJ the Money Coach, and I advise anybody and everybody about his services. Thank you.